I've been talking to you about a new covenant believer and the truth, is, the truth of the matter is everywhere if you look in the Bible you begin to find the difference which Jesus himself is showing and the Old Testament is showing between the old covenant believer and the new covenant believer. I brought out an example of Moses and Joshua and how Moses brought the people, of, uh, uh, people out of bondage but Joshua got them into the promised land. All right. Now, uh, the same way if you look in the New Testament you again find these parallels all over the place. Uh, uh, in the Old Testament Moses had to climb a mountain to see the king of kings all right but in the new testament the lord god comes to your house let me give you a simple example so now we look at uh, Zacchaeus you heard of uh, uh, little Zac yeah so Zacchaeus is climbing up a tree like Moses was had to climb up a mountain so Zac is climbing up a tree to see Jesus what does Jesus do next he says hey I'm coming to your house the new covenant believer who understands always has king Jesus in their house you didn't get it <laughs> Those who understand, the new covenant believers will lift up their right hand and say hallelujah. hallelujah. All right. So that means in a new covenant believer's house, the king of glory is always inside the house. Amen. That's why the Bible says when you enter into somebody's house, the first thing you say is what? You, you release peace. And the Bible goes on to say that if the son of peace is in the house, your peace will remain. Why? That means in a new covenant believer's house, there is something called peace. Amen? Amen. No, you all didn't understand. This side didn't understand. They're old covenant. You guys are new covenant. So here. All right. You guys understood? Amen. Hallelujah. That means in the old covenant house, you go inside. It becomes ritualistic. There's no power. Everything is dark. Everything is dingy. There is no joy. There's more of sorrow. There's more of religiosity. All of them are wearing white and white. In this side, there is joy. So in this house, in this side, nobody wears white. In this side, there is victory and joy and praise. Why? Because you've opened the door and the king of glory has come in. You see, the issue is this. Many of us want Jesus to come into our house, but I want you to understand he does not let himself into your house. He comes and he knocks on the door and your job is to open the door because he never invades your privacy. So the house that has peace has opened his front doors joyfully in agreement for the king of glory to come in. So what happens is the, uh, uh, the, 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 the new covenant believer is all about the power of God and the joy of God and the glory of God which is coming out of you. All right. When you begin to sow, right, you're speaking with your mouth, you're giving life onto the seed you're sowing, right? Now you need to pour water. How do you pour water? How do you pour water? What does the Bible tell you about how do you pour onto the, uh, 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 onto the seed? Okay, it's very simple. You pour with your stomach. With your stomach. With what? The Bible says, out of, out of your belly. But there is something else. It says something before. It says, if you believe, out of your belly shall flow I'm sorry, what? A tricklet. No, a, a, a rivers of living water will flow out of the belly of those who believe. So what happens is when you give life to your seed, you also believe that rivers of living water are flowing out. Who does that? It is the new covenant believer. The old covenant believer grabs his wallet, takes something and throws it in. He gives a tip to God. The new covenant believer is giving to a king. Why? A king is giving to a king of kings, right? That's why you can expect a great manifestation of his generosity, all right? Let me give you this analogy. So he's wearing a beautiful white shirt. Now, the problem is, now white always, you know, signifies holiness, yes? So now what happens is over a period of time, do you think it will still remain white? Anything that, that is white will become tarnished. Now what happens is, no matter how bright and white it is, over a period of time, it becomes tarnished, it becomes yellowish, it becomes brown. All right? Now what happens is, our soul, our life is like that. We cannot walk in holiness. 
you can strive for holiness but i will guarantee you you cannot do it why because it's the job of the holy spirit to work with you to cause you to walk in holiness all you have to do is learn to agree with him but there are many groups who are trying hard to walk in the holiness of god and i will write it down and tell you you cannot You've got to learn to surrender to the Lord, to the Holy Spirit. Please tell me why the Holy Spirit is first called holy. Why is he called the Spirit of Truth? Because he's the one who leads you into all truth. All the shortcomings, all the weaknesses in our body, in our life. He begins to show and he leads you into all truth. You are not going to become holy because of your works. You can try as hard as you want. You can try for 40 days of fasting and try to be holy. On the 41st day, you will fall again. So what happens? There is a way for the new covenant believer. So all those who are new, new covenant believers will say amen. amen. All right. Second Corinthians chapter 3. And we are reading from verse 6. He alone makes us adequate ministers. What ministers? adequate ministers who are focused entirely on a new covenant did you hear the key word there it says focused entirely on a new covenant say that with me focused entirely on a new covenant so that means the old is gone and you're focusing on the new you cannot go to the old and then come to the new and back to the old again so you are adequate ministers look left look right and say hey you are an adequate minister focused entirely on what on one thing and what is that one thing the the new covenant all right so he alone makes his adequate ministers who are focused on an entirely new covenant covenant all right an entirely new what covenant what is the covenant an entirely new agreement the oldest past it's a new agreement it is a new purpose new direction our ministry is not based on the letter of the law what our ministry our work is not based on the letter of the law but through the power of the holy spirit that's why paul says it is not in how much i speak but in the demonstration of the power of the holy spirit so the new covenant believer is always operating in the power of god look at somebody and say i am the power of god on earth but my battery run out come on look at somebody and say i am the power of god on earth all right amen so our ministry is not based on the letter of the law but through the power of the spirit the letter of the law kills wait 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 you guys guys just come on read the letter of the law kills but the spirit of god pours out life what what he pours out life that is why asha has a great smile on her face that's why biju and anu have a great smile on their face what happens is you've got to understand when the spirit begins to pour out what life pour out life look at somebody and say life yeah. you see when there is life there is joy there is enthusiasm there is power why you're a new covenant believer and those who believe said yeah. that is why i love people who have energy I don't like people who are wet blankets. Why? They've not understood the covenant of God. The covenant of God is about the energy which you bring out, which is the love and the joy. Esau, I have hated. Jacob, I have loved. Jacob was what? Jacob was a deceiver. Jacob was a thief. But Jacob had what? A lot of love coming out of him, I guess. I don't know. So there has to be this bubbly energy, this power. Why? There is something flowing out of you. What is flowing out of you, guys? What's flowing out of you? rivers of living water what is the requirement 40 days of fasting 
No, it says if you believe. If you believe, all you need to do as a new covenant believer is a simple thing. It's called belief. Say belief. So if you believe, see, now God never said, you know, first move the mountain, then you believe me. No, no. He says you believe and then the mountain will move. You understand? The whole idea of the new covenant believer is for you to believe. So when you believe, rivers of living water will, will flow out of you. Are you blessed? Yes. What's your foundation? For blessed. Are you blessed? What's your foundation for blessing? Is it your bank balance? It is never your bank balance. Is it your job? It is never your job. Is it your business? No, it's not. It is how much of the rivers of living water are flowing out of you. That's your foundation for understanding that you are blessed. You know why? You become a magnet. You become a magnet. What do you attract? That's what matters. So when the rivers are flowing out, you know who comes and drinks from it? Those who are needy, those who are tired, those who are thirsty. Why? You become a conduit for the power of God to flow out. Amen. Even the ministry that was characterized by chisel letters on stole tablets came with a dazzling measure of glory, though it produced death. He's talking about Moses where he went to God and got the Ten Commandments. The Israelites couldn't bear to gaze on the glowing face of Moses because of the radiant splendor shining from his countenance, a glory destined to fade away, like the bright shirt that you and I wear. At some point, no matter how holy you pretend you are or think you are, it is going to fall. That is why it is good to be real. See, God loves you when you are real. You go there and say, oh Lord, I'm as holy as you. He will shoot you in the head. Because you cannot be. You got to learn to comply. See what the Bible is saying here. The Israelites couldn't hear, couldn't bear to gaze on the glowing force, the face of Moses, because of the radiant splendor shining from his countenance, a glory destined to fade away. See, after he had an encounter, the glory disappeared. Okay. Yet, how much more radiant is this new and glorious ministry of the Spirit? That shines? What did you do? Nothing. It is shining out of you. All you have to do is allow it. How do you allow it? You got to be approachable. You got to have a smile like Asha has on her face. Amen. Hallelujah. Huh? Ah, thank you. All 32 are right there. See, what happens is when you begin to show the love of God, you don't even have to tell anybody the gospel. They will come and ask you, why are you so happy? You understand? St. Francis of Assisi, I always tell you about this, right? He said, Preach the gospel, use words if. That means your life is showing the light of God. Wherever you go, whatever you do, you are whom? You are somebody the Lord wants. Look at this, look at this. Watch this. Yet, come on, can we read, read verse uh, 8 again, please? For if the former ministry of condemnation, uh, what was that? What is the former ministry of condemnation? The Old Testament covenant. You're good for nothing. You are a sinner. Your glasses are broken. Huh? Yeah, that's condemnation. Right? It is not condemnation anymore. So listen to me. You don't need to beat yourself up. Things will go wrong. You will not be able to pray. You won't have the time. Don't beat yourself up. You are not under con condemnation. Please understand that. Alright? See, uh, 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 Romans 8.1 says, There is... Therefore, now, no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus. Go on, finish the rest. But who are led by the Spirit of God. So that means the old covenant brought death. The new covenant brings life if you are 
led by the Spirit of God. Question, are you led by the Spirit of God? Let me ask you a simple question. Who told, Goliath to, uh, who told David to go and kill Goliath? Nobody. He went there and stood. Why? Because he had a promise on his life. There was a destiny. There's a Holy Spirit in him taking him to his victory. Amen. And if you have the Holy Spirit in you, he will lead you in the paths that is meant for you. That's why the Bible says the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. Do you have a choice? Yes, there is a choice. You can follow or you can walk away. David had a choice. Could he be king or he could have become a pauper? Did he follow? He followed. Now, was it difficult? I'll tell you what the secret was. Listen, he goes and stands before Goliath. All right? Now, what does he have? What does the guy have? Hey, that's what is on the natural. What did he have in the spiritual? He had the rima. He had the rima word. What did he go? He said, hey, brother, how are you? High five. Macha, let's go have a uh, them in the side there. And we will talk about this. I will give you five likes. Please walk away. Or you pretend that you're dead when I throw a stone. Did he do that? No. What did he do? He had the rima word. He spoke the rima word. And when the rima word was released, Goliath fell. The whole idea is this. The new covenant believer has the anointing flowing out. But you need the rima to bring the Goliath down. And you have the rima. Look at somebody and say, I have the rima. If you're married to somebody called Rima, amen. <laughs> For if the former ministry of condemnation was ushered in with a measure of glory, yeah, Moses was covered in glory, yeah, how much more does the ministry that imparts righteousness far excel in glory? He is oozing with righteousness. He could be an absolute moron, excuse me. He could be an absolute moron, but he is oozing with righteousness. He's got the anointing of God flowing out of him. So he could be an absolute moron, but what is flowing out? The righteousness of God. You see, it doesn't matter what your actions are. It is what is flowing out of you. So what is flowing out of you matters. That means you've got to be connected to the spirit realm very well. You've got to know what's happening there first. What once was glorious no longer holds any glory because of the increasingly glory, increasingly greater glory that has replaced it. You guys are amazingly covered in the power and the glory of God. The fading ministry, watch this, he's talking about the Old Testament covenants. The fading ministry came with a portion of glory, but now we embrace the unfading ministry of, of a permanent impartation. So you don't have to try for anything, it's already, it's already, what, how is it imparted? It is imparted permanently. That's why the Bible says the gifts and the callings are irrevocable. It's not about what you do. It's about how much you allow the Holy Spirit to do through you. The fading ministry came with a portion of glory. But now we embrace. What? We what? Embrace. What does embrace mean? That means you become one. We embrace the unfading ministry of a permanent impartation of glory. Do you know that the Holy Spirit works with you and not for you? Do you know that you are work co workers with the Holy Spirit? Alright. So then, with this amazing hope living in us, we step out in, we step out in freedom and boldness to speak the truth. 
get into the auto rickshaw go get into uber tell them the love of jesus christ and walk out of there with your head out high held with your head held up high why because life is flowing out of you amen we are not like moses who used a whale to hide the glory to keep the israelites from staring at him as it faded away all right their minds were closed and hardened for even to this day that same whale comes over their minds when they hear the words of the former covenant what happened he's saying basically if you are not completely in tune with the new covenant you will fall back into the old and you'll come to the new you'll fall back into the old and you'll many times you'll stick there you know why it's difficult for you guys to understand this because all of you have religious backgrounds that's the difference you know what i never had a religious background so i'm so happy i never even went to sunday school that's why my thinking is different what happens is religious religious thinking governs and stipulates what you think it brings your belief system and it begins to destroy you you got to learn to change your mindset the veil has been lifted from from there for it is only eliminated when one is joined to the messiah when one is joined it doesn't say when you are believing in the messiah it says when you are joined with the messiah how many of you believe in jesus christ Amen. great how many of you are joined with jesus christ what does it mean to be joined that means you become a co-worker there's people who work in dr jacob's uh, clinic they are not the owners they are co-workers with him you understand the whole idea is are you a co-worker with the holy spirit that's the key because when you begin to be a co-worker is when you begin to be joined in the functioning and the work of what the lord has their minds were closed and hardened for even to this day that same whale comes over their minds when they hear the words of the former covenant the whale has not yet been lifted from them for it is only eliminated when one is joined to the messiah so until now whenever the old testament is being read the same blinding comes over their hearts they're not able to come out of religiosity look at somebody look left what do they look like to you do they look very religious to you does it look like a moses over there next to you all right but the moment one turns to the lord with an open heart the veil is lifted and they see but the moment one turns to the lord with a explain open heart no bias what is no bias what does it mean you don't have your own opinions if you believe you have to obey okay you know everywhere in the bible listen to me and listen to me well everywhere in the bible you see somebody coming to jesus for a healing they called him l o r d lord like landlord meaning owner so dr pradeep is owned by the lord what about our dear brother biju owned by the lord sure 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 owned by the lord when you are owned by the lord you cannot make your own choices when you are owned by the lord you cannot make your own choices that's why the bible says the steps of a good man are ordered by the lord all you have to do is come into his direction okay does the bible say he goes before you and makes the crooked path straight when does that happen when your steps are ordered and you're following the steps he goes in front of you and he makes the crooked paths straight it's a easy walk it's a simple walk all right but the moment one turns to the lord with an open heart all right no bias no self conceived belief systems it's an open heart the veil is lifted and who is paul speaking to 
who is Paul speaking to? To whom? The Corinthian church. So in the church, you have the Old Testament believer and the New Covenant believer. The question is, who do you believe? What do you believe? Are you New Covenant or what? NC or? What is that? OC, yeah? OC or NC? What? OC? OC, NC? OC? Then the first change has to come here. You understand what I'm saying? The first change has to come here. Watch this. So until now, whenever the Old Testament is being read, the same blinding comes over their hearts. Word 16. You know, I was reading this this morning in the Tamil. It is word for word in the, uh, the Passion Bible and in the Tamil. It's the same thing. Very interesting. Verse 16. But the moment one turns to the Lord with an open heart, the veil is lifted and they see. Now the Lord I am referring to is the Holy Spirit. And wherever He is Lord, you have a problem in your life, you have a bondage, it's because the Holy Spirit is not there. You have a sickness in your life, it's because the Holy Spirit is not there. You have a financial constraint, it's because the Holy Spirit is not there. You understand what I'm saying? You have not allowed to be a new covenant believer. Okay. So, if you allow the Holy Spirit into your finances, then you can just go back, lie on your sofa, watch TV all day, and you'll pour out blessings, right? No. What's the word say? If you don't work, you don't eat. You see what I'm saying? All right. Watch this. They're always balanced. Right. Now, the Lord I'm referring to is the Holy Spirit. Please tell me where the Holy Spirit is right now. Where is the Holy Spirit? Heaven or earth? He's on earth. All right. And wherever he is Lord, what does Lord mean? Owner. Ownership. Wherever he has taken ownership, there is freedom. You need to learn to let go of your issues and allow the King of Kings to break through for you. If you are trying hard to break your own issues, it will never happen. If you're trying to walk in holiness on your own, it will never happen. Do you understand? David, when he stood before Goliath, he cannot kill Goliath. He has to allow the Holy Spirit to flow out. If you have a problem, allow King Jesus, allow the Holy Spirit to flow out. And that is when you will see the victory. Watch this. We can all draw close to him with the veil removed from our faces. And with no veil, we all become like mirrors. Did you see my son the other day? Does he look like me? Does he? Of course he does. I look better though. <laughs> Philip, I hope you're listening. <laughs> All right. Does he do the dumb things I do? Yes. Does he do the smart things I do? Yes. Why? He's reflecting me. All right. Now, you take this white shirt and you hold it under this beautiful tube light, this glorious light. Guess what the, tube, what the white shirt does? It reflects what? Jesus Christ. I take this black shirt and I put it there. It absorbs light. What is our job as a Christian? We reflect Jesus Christ. Now, does he look like Christ, other than the beard? Does he, does he show Christ? Look at Ben there behind the camera. Does he show Christ? Look at Bijosh, look at Pradeep, look at Bijosh. Do, do we show Christ? Do I show Christ? See, that's the whole thing. We are called to reflect, not imitate. We are called to reflect. Now, we can all draw close to him with a whale removed from our faces. And with no whale, we all become like mirrors who brightly, say brightly, Reflect the glory of the Lord Jesus. We are being transfigured into His very image as we move from one brighter level of glory to another. And this 
glorious transfiguration comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. Hebrews 10, verse 1. Can all of you please read the first verse? Sorry, what was it? The old? Our old system means a methodology, a way of doing something, right? When a school is functioning or a college is functioning, they have a system. So he's saying the old system, the old method methodology of living under the law. Come on. So what's coming? What kind of blessings? Please define blessing. Please define blessing. You've got to know blessing, what a blessing is. The old system of living under the law presented us with only a faint shadow, a crude outline of the reality of the wonderful blessings to come. Even with its steady stream of sacrifices offered year after year, there still was nothing that could make our hearts perfect before God. Yes or no? Okay, so let's say Rohan told a lie today. Okay, and for the next 10 days, he spoke 10, 10 lies. So that means if he was Old Testament, what would, he have, what would he have to do? He'll have to tell, kill 10 cows or goats or whatever. So in one month, how many would he be killing? If you came out with 30, that's a wrong number. He'd be doing at least 100. Yes, now that didn't work. It was not possible, all right? Even with its steady stream of sacrifices offered year after year, there still was nothing that could make our hearts perfect before God. Yes or no? Anybody perfect here? No, I'm not. For if animal sacrifices could once and for all eliminate sin, they would have ceased to be offered and the worshippers would have clean conscience. Instead, once was not enough. So by repetitive sacrifice year after year, the worshippers were who? The worshippers were continually, continually reminded of their sins with their hearts still impure. They were continuously reminded of their sin. Okay? For what power does the blood of bulls and goats have to remove sin's guilt? So when Jesus the Messiah came into the world, he said, Since your ultimate desire was not another animal sacrifice, you have clothed me with a body that I might offer myself instead. Multiple burnt offerings and sin offerings cannot satisfy your justice. So I said to you, God, I will be the one to go and do your will to fulfill all that is written of me in your word. First he said, multiple burnt offerings and sin offerings cannot satisfy your justice, even though the Lord required them to be offered. And then he said, God, I will be the one to go and do your will. So by being the sacrifice that removes sin, he abolished animal sacrifice and replaces that entire system with a new covenant. But God's will, by God's will, we have been purified. Please, please make a note of verse 10. By God's will, we have been purified and made holy once and for all through the sacrifice of Jesus the Messiah. In Hebrews, Paul says, Therefore, leaving behind the discussion of the elementary principles of Christ, let us go on towards perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith towards God. 
See what he's saying? He's saying you've already been made perfect. No, you all didn't get this. You know why? Because we're still old covenant. And replaces that entire system with a new covenant. By God's will, we have been purified and made holy once and for all through the sacrifice of the body of Jesus the Messiah. Yet, every day, priests still serve, ritually offering the same sacrifices again and again. Sacrifices that can never take away sin's guilt. But when this priest had offered the one supreme sacrifice for sin for all time, he sat down on a throne at the right hand of God, waiting until his whispering enemies are subdued and turned into his footstool. And by this one perfect sacrifice, he made us perfectly holy and complete for all time. Colossians says the same thing. When I look at anybody here, I see the perfection of God. But when we examine ourselves, we see the guilt and the sorrow and the shame. What you need to learn is to come out of the guilt and come into the new covenant and say, it is finished. My past is over. My future is blessed. How many of you have the guts to say that? My past is over. My future is blessed. Only the new covenant believers can say that. And they will say it with their right hand up. My past, my past, kaput, it's over. My future is highly blessed. Why? Because I am favored of the Lord. I am blessed of the Lord. I am somebody to God. You have value before the Lord. You are not like, you're not like a mosquito who can be killed by somebody. You are somebody great. And that's why he says, the king of glory will come into your house. Wow. In my house, the king of glory is there. Why? Why? I've given him a place. I've given a position. You know, the position is not about some silly verse that says, he is the silent listen, listener to every conversation. That's not it. He is there in my house. You come to my house, you pray, you will feel him right there. You don't have to wait. Why? Because you choose to give the king of peace, the king of glory position. The more you do that, the more the victory comes. For we come closer to God and approach him with an open heart, fully convicted by faith that nothing will keep us at a distance from him. Right, you committed a transgression, but come with faith that you cannot be separated from him. Amen? Amen. Alright. For our hearts have been sprinkled with blood to remove impurity, and we have been freed from an accusing conscience. And now we are clean, unstained, and presentable to God inside and out. So now, we are clean, unstained, and presentable to God inside and out. In the Old Testament, all right, we're talking about Joshua as well. And he showed, showed me Joshua, the high priest, standing before the angel of the Lord and standing at, the, at his right hand to resist him. Who's on his right hand? The right hand is the hand of power. It's supposed to be the power of hand of God, all right? But now you have Satan resisting him. What's this? Okay, now Joshua here is the shadow of Jesus Christ, all right? And the Lord said unto Satan, The Lord rebuke thee, O Satan. Even the Lord that has chosen Jerusalem rebuke thee. 
is not this a brand plucked out of the fire. Now Joshua, watch this. Now Joshua was clothed with filthy garments and stood before the angel. And he answered and spoke unto those that stood before him saying, Take away the filthy garments from him. And unto him he said, Behold, I have caused thine iniquity to pass from thee, and I will clothe thee with a change of raiment. The passage of the old to the new covenant. Did you get this? Watch this. And I said, now see this, see the order. And I said, let them set a fair mitre upon his head. So they had set a fair mitre upon his head and clothed him with garments, and the angel of the Lord stood by. Come here. This guy is wearing filthy rags, right? Joshua is wearing filthy rags. The angel of the Lord says, take the filthy rags away. Yes? Common sense would say that you cover him first, yes? 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 Say somebody something. What does the Lord do? He sets a fair mitre on his head first. Why? Signifying what? Change the way you think. You are not Old Testament. You are New Testament. You are made holy. You are perfect in Christ. You are the righteousness of God. You are the light of God. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. In that case, why are you hiding? Why are you not sharing the word of God to somebody around you? Why are, why are you not resting, uh, 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 stretching out your hand and causing a miracle to happen? Because you're still Old Testament. You know what's the mistake? This thing is not there. The mind has not changed. That's the issue. We are still old covenant. Pastor, pray for me. No, old covenant. You have the power, you have the authority. You need to go out and stretch out your hand. Why? Your mindset has changed. You are the holiness of Christ. You are the righteousness of Christ. You are the light of this world. You are a city that is set on a hill. If you are a city set on a hill, why are you not being that? Why are you not projecting the love of God? Because you don't want to. You know why? You think it takes effort. I'll tell you, it takes zero effort. And I said, let them set a fair mitre upon his head. So they set a fair mitre upon his head and clothed him with garments. And the angel of the Lord stood by. Please understand what I'm trying to say. You are highly blessed and highly favored. Change. Change the... Out of the abundance of the heart, if there's change here, the heart changes. If there's no change here, there is no change here. If there's no change here, death comes out. That's why the book of Proverbs says, a woman will break down a house with her hands. Why? She speaks death, breaks everything. That's why you need to speak life into your house. Open your friend door. Let the king of glory come in. When the king of glory come in, who else is with him? The peace which passeth all understanding. Now, I'm going to close with this. I'm going to show you a big secret. I'm going to ask all of you to praise God. Yes? I'm going to ask all of you to praise God. I'm not going to lead you. I'm going to listen to your praise. Alright, brilliant. Stop. Thank you. Thank you. All right, sit down, please. Did your praise have lots of sotram and hallelujah? Did your praise have lots of tongues in it?
Did your praise have just thank you, thank you, thank you in it? All that is not praise. Read the book of Psalm. What was David's writings all about? It was how he praised God. You all know Psalm 23. Tell me Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Come on, talk to me. What's he doing? He is speaking sentences, statements, powerful words, which is glorifying King Jesus. That's praise. And I'm going to show you a secret, which is the, the, the main foundation for the new covenant believer. Ready? With me? You want breakthroughs? Start following this. All right? Hebrews 13. We are reading from verse 10. This is the Passion Translation. And I'd like all of you to read this. One, two, three. Let's go. What's the secret of the new covenant believer? What's the secret of the new covenant believer? Come on, what's the secret of the new covenant believer? A steady stream of praise. Did you all understand this scripture? So now, instead of animal sacrifice, what's the sacrifice you're going to provide? See, it is not sotram, 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 or thank you, thank you, thank you. It is specific words which edify the Father, which glorify the Father. The Lord is, Lord, you are my shepherd. I don't want anything. You are with me no matter where I go. Even in the darkest of hells, you are there with me. Even if I'm walking in the uh, shadow of death, you are there with me. I praise you, Lord. That is praise. I will guarantee you, you will not be able to praise Him for more than 10 minutes. Because we, as a church, are not programmed to practice, to, to, uh, programmed to praise. For we have no city here on earth to be our permanent home. A new covenant believer follows the kingdom, not religion. Jesus never preached religion. He preached one thing. He preached kingdom. Abraham understood kingdom. He was searching for a kingdom. David understood kingdom. He was searching for a kingdom. Paul understood kingdom. He was preaching kingdom. And see what he's saying? For we have no city here on earth to be our permanent home, but we seek the city that is destined to understand the tabernacle of God's coming. All right? So we no longer offer up a steady stream of blood sacrifices, but through Jesus we will offer up to God a steady stream of praise sacrifices. These are the lambs we offer from our lips that celebrate, there's your, there's your secret, that celebrate his name. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you is not celebrating his name. Sotram, 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 Sotram is not celebrating his name. How do you celebrate something? You talk about the attributes, right? You talk about the good things, right? You talk about the powerful breakthroughs you've got, right? That's what you do. Think of Eliezer. Have you heard of Eliezer in the Bible? It's a shadow of the Holy Spirit. He had a function. What was the function? To get a bride for Christ, right? Now, he goes, three months journey. What's on his lips? Uncertainty, doubt, accusations, cursing. No, he was praising. He goes, he makes an agreement with God. He says, if you do this, I will do this. He goes in there and he says, Lord, boom, the first lady he meets is whom? Rebecca. What does he do immediately? Even before he's on his way, what is he doing? He's praising. He reaches Rebecca. He finds Rebecca. What does he do? Again, in the public, he is praising God. Do you have the guts to praise? Yes. 